0: Hi, everyone. This is your host, Sam, and you're listening to Wiccan Witch of the South. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Um, Today, I have a very special guest with me. Um, Today, we're going to be speaking with Carolyn Marie from Angelic Light Energies. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Hi, Sam. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great. Well, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today,
1: and I am happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, so, for my listeners who don't know you, who you are, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? You know who you are and what you do.
1: Well, I'm Carolyn Marie, and I'm with Angelic Light Energies out of Madison, Alabama. And what we do is we work with your divine light team. We call in the angels and our creator and all of your Divine Light team, and they go through your body and release, release things, traumas, um, childhood traumas, things from past lives, and they go through infinite dimensions and timelines, and just anything holding you back. Yeah. Um, everybody's uh, session is different, so all depends on what you come here for.
0: Yeah. Or
1: if you're not sure what you came here for, we'll just go through your body and release. Whatever.
0: Find random stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know when me and Hannah, um, when we first uh, came to you, we kind of didn't know what to expect, you know? Especially because I believe we were actually very new to all the spirituality stuff when we had our first session with you. And I remember being like, I don't know what's going to happen, but Julie said I'm going to cry. And (laughs) I don't know if I'm necessarily, like, ready for this. Did not cry. Almost did but did not cry um but yeah no i think like even with just me and her sitting in here and like you working on both of us even the stuff that we both kind of went through was different and so yeah i can definitely attest to the fact that you know you do work on on different things for different people and you know and it's you know like because we we came in not knowing what we what we were going to be working on and it was just kind of crazy how you were mm-hmm. able to, like, pull out these things of, like, you know, like, oh, do you struggle with this? And we're like, yes, <laughs> like, we do struggle with this, you know, so
1: it, it's really, it's really <laughs> cool what you do. Thank you. You guys were a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, was it was kind fun. of nice doing you as friends because I would say something and your friend, you know, Hannah would say something. Yeah. It just, it was just funny watching you two
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interact with each other. Yeah, no, we definitely are. We're definitely a pair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, you know, with the whole premise of what I do on this podcast is I like to talk about what it's like to um, grow up in an area or even live, live in an area. I know some people, you know, that I've talked to uh, recently Um, didn't necessarily grow up in the South but they did kind of grow up in like an evangelical environment Mm -hmm. and so it kind of still applies across the board you know me and Hannah grew up here in the South and I know Julie said that she kind of moved around a lot um, in the previous episode when I talked to her Um, but you know tell me a little bit about your background like what it was like (coughs) growing up Um, you know what kind of background did you grow up with did you grow up you know spiritual evangelical you know tell me a little bit about that
1: well I grew up Catholic background, both okay. my parents and um I've always been interested in this, even as a kid mm-hmm. but back then it it just was against kind of yeah. against your religion oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and you yeah. you try to blend in with your family and everybody mm-hmm. you know. you yeah. have to go along and not make any waves,
0: yeah,
1: and so as I got older. I got more into this, and Sylvia Brown actually. Mm-hmm. I found her very interesting, so I read some of her books. And then I wanted to do energy healing, and I kept trying to find people to show me, but I couldn't find anyone that I could learn from. Yeah. So then I listened to a lot of different telesummits, and I'd listen to different healers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was just Tell my light team that I want to do what they do, and I would just Mm -hmm. take bits and pieces from everybody. Yeah. And eventually, I just created my own thing. Yeah. And working on myself.
0: Yeah. Most of
1: my life, I was a doormat, and I could never stick up for myself. I was in the back of the class, could never speak up. Even, you know, you just would dread Mm -hmm. being called on in class. Oh, yeah. Because I just couldn't speak. Mm -hmm. And so, that was one thing I really wanted to change. As an adult, when you still can't stand up for yourself, it's really frustrating.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, finally, now I can speak. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Great.
0: Yeah. Um, so, how did you... Um, how did, did you always have a knack for energy work? Like, how did you figure that part of yourself out, you know, with growing up in a very constrictive environment? I mean, I'm sure that was probably very
1: difficult to figure out about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, well... Just watching so many people be sick, like with cancer and mm-hmm. all these diseases that people have, all these yeah. autoimmune diseases, I just, um, just the way, a lot of them don't have very many options. Mm-hmm. And so I just, my own belief is that your body can heal itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So disclaimer, I'm not a doctor and I'm not meant to
0: Well, yeah, take yeah.
1: doctors, in the place of doctors or diagnose you or anything. Right. But I, myself, I believe the body can heal itself if you give it the proper nutrition and Mm -hmm. natural medicine, things like that. Yeah. So when my dad was sick, I always knew different treatments that I would never do. Yeah. And then my dad was, um, he was given another cholesterol drug. Mm -hmm. They would never question the doctors, and so the doctor put him on another cholesterol drug, and I said did they take you off of anything? No, they just, and my parents age, you know, you just don't question your doctors. Yeah. So then at the time I was living out of state and I used to come home every two months or so and Mm -hmm. I could see my dad kind of changing. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how his legs were hurting him and things like that. And Psy eyes felt that it was his medicine, but I didn't know how to, at that time, listen to my spirit team because mm-hmm. we're not really taught how to listen to our oh yeah our guidance and everything yeah
0: definitely not
1: so then fast forward he was diagnosed two years after going on this new statin
0: mm-hmm. he
1: was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer oh wow so that was like a really big blow because yeah the couple people that I knew that had it they were dead within three months
0: yeah yeah
1: <clears throat> so that was hard to handle so then I called the family doctor and asked if he could be taken off of the one of the statins which mm-hmm. affected the pancreas yeah and the doctor says no
0: hmm.
1: and so I was kind of shot down and but I was still feeling it in my gut
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you have to do something so then I called his heart doctor cardiologist mm-hmm. and asked them and I just explained that he's been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer Yeah, can he come off of this and they yeah. said yes so I was like okay good so <clears throat> my dad went through a lot he had the Whipple procedure done, Mm -hmm. and then uh, he had, like, so many complications afterwards,
0: Yeah,
1: and then he was doing tube feeding, and when the tube feeding would, he would do it, it would bother him, so it was like, tube feeding would take about an hour and a half, and we would have to do it every so many hours, so it was Mm -hmm. all day long, he was just connected to that the machine and everything, and when he was having the tube feeding, his stomach would bother him. Yeah. So, I had read the book um, Quantum Touch, Mm -hmm. and they say coming from the heart, you send the love energy, and it's the healing comes from our heart, and I believe that our heart is our divine connection. So, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was sending him energy, just hoping it would work. Yeah. And then the phone rang, so I had to go answer it, and when I came back, he says, Carolyn, when you left, my stomach started hurting, and I thought... Okay. Well, maybe what I'm doing is working. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so, I continued, and I when I I started sending him energy again, and little Jesus came down mm-hmm. from the corner of the yeah. living room and came down and parked himself right in front of my dad's stomach. Yeah. And I was really overwhelmed because having people say well Jesus told me this or Jesus told me that or mm-hmm. I would never believe them I'm like yeah right yeah really yeah, like, talk to Jesus
0: yeah yeah no I, I totally get that yeah cause I mean even as a kid I remember we were talking about like um, your spirit team or whatever not being able to listen to your spirit team I remember being a kid and like praying to God to like give me a sign give me a sign and like now I realize you know having gone through you know a religious change and, and kind of viewing the world in a different way. And I still believe, you know, in in Jesus and Mother Mary and and that kind of thing. I've incorporated that into my Wiccan faith. But, you know, like, it got to the point where I'm like, I wasn't paying attention to the signs because there are so many different signs. But when we're taught, like, from a young age that there's a very specific way that God speaks to us, it's we almost ignore everything else. Yeah. In a way
1: we're not taught how we're connected to the universe Mm-mm, and no. how easy it is all the messages we miss mm-hmm. because we're yeah. yeah we have no clue
0: and we're almost told like we're not connected I, I mean like I remember growing up and and I grew up Calvinist so like for me like all this stuff was pretty much like a no-go like Calvinists are very serious you know there's not really much spirituality in their as like version of Christianity mm-hmm. um, and so it was very like, you know, you're just a worm in the dirt, you know? And then God just so happens to love you enough to, to save you. Wow. Essentially. And that's what I grew up, you know? Yeah. You would think like, (laughs) wow, where did I get all this self-esteem problems (laughs) from? Hmm." (laughs) So yeah, I mean like that's kind of how I was, how I was raised and, you know, I wasn't raised to listen to my body. I wasn't raised to listen to myself. And so kind of stepping away from that, And learning, like, oh, I am, you know, a divine being by creation. Like Mm -hmm. God created us in His image, right? You know, even Christianity talks about that, and it's kind of funny how, like, sometimes they don't even know, like, their own religion in a way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I totally, I totally relate to that.
1: Yeah, and it's just really cool. So when that little Jesus came down, yeah, I was overwhelmed and. I wanted to tell my dad, like, "Oh my gosh, Jesus is here." Yeah, but I didn't want to say it because I thought he would just go poof and disappear. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> like he's like Santa. Like I he can't acknowledge
0: it. Letting it right. exist. <laughs>
1: Jesus is Santa. I know. And so then he kind of went up the exact same kind of like up a conveyor belt or mm-hmm. whatever. The same exact <laughs> way he came down is yeah. the way he went up. Yeah. And so then, afterwards, I said, "Dad, Jesus was you know, like." There was a little Jesus in front of your stomach. Yeah, And he just kind of looked at me. He didn't say much. And then then I just started crying because I was overwhelmed. And Mm -hmm. then my mom walks in the living room and she says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm doing energy work on Dad. And she's like, okay. And then she just like (laughs) that Because my mom thinks, you know, the stuff I do is a little out there. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't understand it, but she's gotten better. That's good. You know, she doesn't knock it. That yeah. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, it's just I still use the energies of Jesus because Jesus was a healer and so mm-hmm. was Mary. Yeah. And Christianity has kind of distorted some of that stuff. Oh yeah. But I'm I don't really have a title, I'm just spiritual. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And I just uh it's just amazing because the more you start working with your divine light team, mm-hmm. you're just shocked to see how easy some of these things manifest. It's like, Yeah. And then you get scared. It's like, whoa, oh, wait yeah. a minute.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm this powerful. Yeah.
1: You know? And, yeah. And yeah. we all have this ability, and we're not taught it. Mm-hmm. And we all have special gifts, and I believe we're all here at this time on this earth to... Raise everyone's vibration a little bit one person at a time raise it up and the people that really can't handle the energies of this time they'll slowly pass away because Mm -hmm. this isn't their time and yeah but I I think there's a lot of turmoil in the world right now but I think Mm -hmm. this is a really a awesome time to be alive yeah
0: I I mean yeah that's that's kind of it's almost like there's a balance right in Mm -hmm. everything And so that was something that me and Julie talked about in her episode was just kind of how it's almost like there's a revival of, you know, religion and spirituality. And, you know, we were talking about how, you know, how the church has kind of responded to the deconstruction movement and how that's something like it's almost like they can't handle it Mm -hmm. because the ground is sort of being uprooted from them. And they don't know how to stand on that foundation because, I mean, if you think about it they don't really have faith in 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 their in their god and in jesus and everything it's more a faith in the organization mm-hmm. and now the organization is crumbling and so it's like well what do you do when all the things you put money into and all the people all the humans that you've you know put your faith in start to disappoint you you know, where do you go from there? Mm -hmm. You know, and then people have started to point out, you know, all the abuses in the church and yes, all the bad things, you know, that were going on that people just want to dismiss. And I think people are getting smart enough to be like, hey, I don't have to put up with that Mm -hmm. anymore because we have such a privilege to be so connected to each other through social media. I really think social media, as much as I talk about social media being something that is... Um, Kind of hindering, you know, sometimes to our faith. I think we can try to compare ourselves to other people, especially on social media. But there is good to it, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that we're able to connect to other like-minded people, you know, that maybe didn't have that, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Where you were just in a small southern town Mm -hmm. and you just had to do exactly what everybody, you know, else did. Because otherwise you were ostracized.
1: Yeah. And you didn't have anybody. And you don't want to disappoint your family. Mm -mm, No. Yeah. I was really way too old to finally just tell my parents, this is who I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and once you come to terms with who you are and you start living your truth, your whole life just opens up. Oh, yeah. You know? Otherwise, sure. you're holding yourself back all the time. For sure. And so, yeah, just be yourself, man. It's just...
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's really <laughs> it. I mean, that's the thing is, like you know, a lot of people, you know, that I've talked to that are, are young folks that are getting into either spirituality or witchcraft or Wicca or whatever, you know, that their choice may be, um, it's a struggle to not disappoint the people in your life. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, that was what kept me from doing this for so long was, Not just the indoctrination of what I was told was evil and Satan, Mm -hmm. but also the fact that I didn't want my parents to think I was going to hell, you know? Like, I just didn't, I didn't want to disappoint them, you know? And I think that's something that a lot of people who kind of change their faith, that's one of the things they struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. is like, am I going to disappoint the people around me? And what, what does that mean for me? You know, am I going to be isolated? Am I going to lose those people? Because we don't want to lose our family. Right. You know, it's like our family's important to us. So it's like, it's almost like, do we have to determine what's more important? Like being myself or putting on a mask and being in front of my family and not really ever getting to be
1: true to who I really am. Yeah. And so I tell all you people out there, live your truth and do what you feel is right in your heart. Yeah. And you'll just find that your, your life just takes off and the energy just flows. The universe sends you what you need and I mean the last year and a half of like my husband and I we've had the last year and a half has been kind of rocky not rocky just you just never know what's happening next because different things have been going on well yeah that's just life in the family yeah yeah but the universe has taken care of us and we keep landing on our feet Mm -hmm. and it's it's really awesome and so You know, like my mom, even last year, she just says, oh, out of nowhere, we're just talking. Yeah. I keep hoping that someday you'll come back to the church. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my gosh. So that's another thing that I would like to tell everyone. I always used to feel attacked. Like as soon as they would start talking about it, I would put up the guard, you know, my guard. Okay, they're attacking me. Where now I just look at it where they're coming from a place because they care about me. Mm-hmm. And they've been indoctrinated this way, and they're coming from a place of love, right. and they're yeah. worried. For yeah. me, I can, now I can just look at them, not in a judgment way, but just look at them and just say, or just think to myself, mm-hmm. man, you, you guys don't know how much more there is out there.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's not just in the little box. There's, it's just, there's so much to learn, and we'll be learning till the day we die, because it's just, yeah, well, we never die. But till the yeah. day we leave this earth yeah. and continue on. But um, yeah, and as far as this energy healing, everybody's session is different. And I got to say, if you came for a session, you feel so much lighter when you're finished.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I can attest to that.
1: Yeah. And so many people that come, it's their family. A lot of times that's holding them back. Yeah. And so we release all that because we don't want to disappoint yeah but and a lot of times it's things from past lives or your ancestral oh it's yeah. in your DNA and everything and it just gets passed on yep and sometimes because you know, we have no idea why are we the way we are why is this holding me back and mm-hmm. why why do I have so much anxiety
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know why does this make me cry all the time yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I ask myself that all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's, it's just energy
1: Yeah, if we just look at it and quit judging ourselves so much, Mm -hmm. self judgment is big, and we always release self judgment, judgment from society, religion, your family, Mm -hmm. because that is huge. Oh yeah, it holds us back that way. And then self love, a lot of us are lacking the self love. Oh yeah, and about ninety, I would say ninety five percent of the people that I do sessions for, Mm -hmm. the self love is not there. But by the time you're done with the session, it's in there. Yep. You got it. Yeah.
0: And self-love is a process. You Mm -hmm. know, I talked to, I had a podcast episode about, you know, self-care and like how that's not just like putting on a face mask and like taking a bubble bath. It's, it's more than that. It's working on yourself and building up your self-worth. That is self-care. Yes. And so, you know, having that self-love there, that can, it just, it opens you up to so much more and I, I think like sometimes a lot of times when people um get into like witchcraft and stuff you know they want to do like abundance like spells and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff but if you're not if you're not sitting there and going like I am worth you know five hundred dollars mm-hmm. extra in my bank account that is not going to happen you know yeah. you have to have that self-worth and that self-love and I think honestly um coming to the session with you really helped me um open up to the fact that like yeah i am worth you know anything that my heart desires you know as long as you know it's not hurting anybody then yeah i'm totally worth that and then that that's checking in you know, that's checking parts of yourself and going like okay well why why do i want you know this person to like you know suffer or whatever well that's a rooted thing in myself and that goes back to being like, well, I'm not loving myself because of X, Y, Z. You know, that, like I feel worthless because they have something that I want or, you know, whatever. Right. Or they make me feel bad. Well, really, I shouldn't be taking that and projecting that onto myself. So self-love is, is huge. Mm-hmm. It's a very big part of, I think, this human experience. And you're right. A lot of people don't have it.
1: No. And just being able to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are, um, yeah, throat area. It's just blocked. And yeah. even my husband said to me yesterday I I was telling him how to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, you know, you used to not be able to tell me how to do stuff or yeah. tell me what to do because yeah. I could never have an, a discussion with him or an argument or anything mm-hmm. because it was it was stuck inside of me. I would either cry or I just wouldn't say anything. Yeah. And I would be all like shaky inside and want to say this stuff and then I'd be mm-hmm. so angry with myself yeah because it's like come on man You just talk to him yeah <laughs> just say it yeah. he's not a mind reader yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah totally relate to that so yeah it's, it's a process and that's why I just I love doing this work because people can come into my room close down or, or their energy is just so heavy yeah and when they leave it's so much lighter and it's nice to be able to watch that transformation
0: yeah that's really cool yeah so, um, I wanted to ask, since you are angelic light energies, mm-hmm. you work with angels and I, I did a whole episode on angel work. Um, cause that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. That was how I first got into all this stuff was angel work. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts and your perspective on it. Like how, how did you get into angel work in the first place?
1: Um, listening to a lot of people on the telesummits that work with angels mm-hmm. and I just, didn't realize how accessible they are to our, us. They're all around, mm-hmm. waiting to be called on. Yes, you know they'll stop in. Like if you're a near death experience or something like that, and mm-hmm. you're not ready, this isn't your time to go. They'll right. they'll yeah. jump in. But if you could ask them and call on them, it's just amazing. Like when I feel Archangel Michael come in, it gets me hot. I mean, it's just
0: yeah. That's, really, like, how that's me with that's me with Archangel Raphael. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. it was literally the first time I worked with him. It was, like, a hot flash. Yeah. I was in a sweatshirt. I'm like, God, I have to take this <laughs> off. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. And and sometimes they can be a little bit of a smart ass, Like, when... <laughs> yes. Be like, wait a minute. Did you guys just say this? Yeah, no. Because when I'm being a little dense and not taking, you know, listening to what they're trying to tell me. Oh, yeah. And um, it's just... It's just amazing how this all works because it just doesn't seem real. From the way yeah. we've been taught, it's like God is way over there. Mm-hmm. We're way down here, and there's a huge space between us and them. Yeah. But really, especially with this time on Earth and like moving into the fifth dimension and everything, the mm-hmm. veil between heaven and earth is a lot thinner. Mm-hmm. And the young kids nowadays, are just especially the ones being born they're more crystalline and mm-hmm. so intuitive
0: and yeah you yeah. can just
1: see humanity shifting mm-hmm. we're getting away from all this war and hate and mm-hmm. that people are trying to stoke this stuff but the world is still good and most people are kind-hearted and good yeah they're good people so don't don't buy into all this all this crap that they're trying to
0: Get yeah, out all the fear. Yeah. yeah, get out of
1: the fear and just look at it. This is a great time to be alive, and for us to be putting our light out there. Yeah, absolutely. And with these sessions, I can people think they've gotten over things, and we can an age will come up. So I'll say, "Well, what happened at this age in your life?" Mm-hmm. And then they'll be thinking, and it's like, "Oh yeah, this, but I'm mm-hmm. over it." Yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> they're telling me you're not. Yeah. So then they'll feel it get released. And it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize. Yeah. You know, this is, but, um, all these thoughts, feelings, and emotions can land in your body. Mm-hmm. And,
0: oh yeah. And even like psychology supports that. Oh, and I really? was, I was talking with somebody today about this. Um, there's a guy that did research for PTSD in veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a book and it's called the body keeps the score. And so, basically, his theory behind it is, is like with PTSD and trauma, we actually um, keep that within our bodies, and our bodies keep those memories and those stories, mm-hmm. and it just holds on to it. And so, you know, when we get triggered, you know, if something happens, and like say somebody yells at you, and maybe your your mom or your dad used to yell at you a lot as a kid, and you were terrified. Well, that trauma got stayed in your body, and you feel it somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times he talks about. Um, the monkey brain and versus like, you know, the more like logical part of the brain, but your monkey brain is actually in the back of your, your head. And so some of the research that he did when he would watch people dissociate, um, that part of their brain would light up. And so it's almost like we go into like this primal state of like your body and your brain are trying to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, know your body absolutely like yeah. stores all that and stuff. And it
1: affects your flow. So mm-hmm. wherever that energy lands, mm-hmm the energy's not flowing. Yeah. So then you can, once again, I'm not a doctor, so.
0: Right. We're Just not clear. saying that it's <laughs> backed by, backed by science, but it is interesting if you look at, mm-hmm. um, correlation with scientific studies and also, you know, spirituality and kind of how they all like melt together. Yes. It is very possible. You can be a very scientific person. Cause I definitely am. Like I was originally going to school for psychology. Um, I'm not a psychologist, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm a, I have an accounting degree, but, um, It's just interesting to me looking at the science behind stuff and, like, knowing how things work, like you said, with energy blockages and, like, you know, chakra blockages and that kind of thing. And the fact that a psychologist literally found that, like, yeah, memories and trauma can be stored in different parts of the body. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, depending on, like, where it is, you know, with whether it be, like, sexual trauma or, you know, abuse or... Whatever. I mean it's it's just crazy to me, like how
1: that all kind of like aligns mm-hmm. and supports each other. And the science is finally figuring this out. Mm-hmm. Used to be back in the day we were all crazy.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No science. like psychology has come so far.
1: It's not about the forties anymore. <laughs> yeah. And when you when you go through a session or when you're releasing it from your body, mm-hmm. you can feel the waves of energy or mm-hmm. heat or sometimes you feel nothing. Yeah. But you definitely feel lighter afterwards. And Mm -hmm. once they're released, they're released for good. Yeah. Those traumas or whatever we're releasing, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we go through all, we ask your light team to release it through all dimensions and timelines. And anything that your ancestors have gone through can be in your DNA. And that's also backed by
0: science, too. I mean, they can see. well, not really backed by science, but, you know, it's, mm-hmm. also, it's also been proven in, um, in psychology and um, looking at biology that your DNA um, can actually hold uh, almost like a predisposition to, like, depression and mm-hmm. anxiety and eating disorders. There's a lot of um, studies that show that if somewhere down the line in your, you know, ancestry, they struggled with this, you know it you have a predisposition for it based off of your DNA
1: right and sometimes we can't understand why we're the way we are but it could be past lives or just hmm ancestral and it's just pretty cool yeah so when we call in your divine light team we ask them to release it through ancestral lineage your DNA your cells all space and time and it's really cool i don't understand how this all works cuz it's beyond me yeah and the energy doesn't flow through me it yeah. flows directly from your light team so you can do these sessions either in person mm-hmm. over the phone over video skype or yeah. video facebook messenger whatever yeah it doesn't matter because it's not like the energy has to be going through me and i have to be able to feel it
0: right you're not a, a you're not a conduit of it right
1: yeah right. and then they just let me know what areas they're working on and I tell you mm-hmm. where and yeah people are are amazed by it because it a lot of people that come in don't know what to expect yeah. and so they they can be kind of nervous when they come in yeah um would you say that
0: being open is like a huge part of yes getting Reiki
1: and if you're not open and you're kind of closed I've started to release any resistance, right? At the beginning, mm-hmm. we release any resistance. And even if you are resistant to it, your higher self isn't.
0: Right, yeah.
1: And so even if it you're kind of it.
0: skeptical, skeptical, mm-hmm. like you still get benefit out That's of it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Because they bypass the mind, our mind
0: <laughs> can yeah. make us crazy. Yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that maybe like evangelicalism has, right? <laughs> is like yeah. the flesh does kind of hold us down a little bit. Yes. So that's like the one thing that I've kept and just not that I'm sinful, but yeah, no, like being my human body and my human brain, my monkey brain, right? Mm-hmm. Like my bron- my monkey brain keeps me from, you know, self-actualizing and, and being that higher self that you know I'm meant to be, that I truly am, mm-hmm. that my soul truly is. So, yeah, no, I definitely, I see that a lot in my own personal life. So, I I totally, totally
1: believe that. And so, some religions, it's like, no matter what you do, you'll never be able to live up to what they expect you to live up to. And a lot of us beat ourselves up for that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not like, God doesn't want us to have a crappy life. Yeah. Or to be miserable and, yeah. oh, you gotta work so hard and... No. God, the energy of God is love. And the energy of God wants us to be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so the angels are an extension of God. And same with all the, I call in all the other light beings because I don't even know what all's out there and I don't want to leave anybody yeah. out. Yeah. But, hey, anybody who can help, come on in. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we, I started, I called it angelic light energies because of being in the South. Mm-hmm. I fear I have to put angels in there so that <laughs> people, really people. <laughs> yeah. 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 aren't too uh, too judgy. And I thought, well, if they see angel in the name, that they won't be as judgy about it. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's not as scary. Because, like, what yeah. is scary about an angel? Unless you think about,
1: like, technically what they look like, Yeah, <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to see them always with, you know, the, the wheel of eyes. ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so angels don't always look like humans with wings. Yeah. They can be whatever.
0: Yeah, they uh, can appear to how, however... Mm-hmm. Um, I think they always... To me, they always appear however best you um, can understand it. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever mentally... So, for me, personally, they do look like, you know, the Catholicism-like yeah. picture of, like, what an angel is. but Because that, that's just what I grew up with. Um, and I didn't even really grow up with thinking that angels could even have a very active, like, role Mm -hmm. in my life. I mean, I just kind of knew they were there, but to me they were more like warriors of God. And they weren't really so much, like, involved in, you know, our our day-to-day life, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's like you're talking about when they, you know, they step in in case, like, you know, if it's not your time. But they also, they believe in free will, you Mm -hmm. know. They're not, if you don't call upon them, they're not going to do anything to affect you. But dear Lord, when you start like talking with them it's like you turn on like a whole nother frequency and then all of a sudden all of them like flood to you because like nobody talks to them and so they're like oh you can understand yeah. me this is great <laughs> like the amount of times i've been hanging out with friends and like somebody's angel pops up and i'm just like guys they don't want to talk to you like stop telling me things that you want <laughs> them to know like i can't i can't deliver messages like i'm sorry <laughs> like not unless they tell me
1: yeah yeah and so everybody will see angels differently, mm-hmm. or you may just see colors. Yeah, you know. It, and I see both. Like I, I
0: do yeah. have the aura colors too. Like
1: oh, we're all different. Mm-hmm. And so don't judge yourself on how you're seeing these things. Like if you mm-hmm. try to meditate, or you a lot of times I'll just when I lay in bed at night, I just ask them to come in and yeah. just try to see what colors. Sometimes it looks like the northern lights. Yeah. Or sometimes you'll see all these little like stars or dots mm-hmm. going all over the place. Yeah. And when I'm doing energy work with people, a lot of times I'll see a really big outline of golden, like, glittery energy mm-hmm. with nothing in the middle. Just you can see their their arms and their head, the, like, yeah. the silhouette. Yeah. But I don't see a face or anything.
0: hmm
1: So however everyone sees it, it's them. And a lot of times I ask the angels because I need to see and hear so I asked them, can you put really big letters in front of you? Yeah. I'm not going to try to guess what angel you are. Yeah. Put a big name so that I can see your name. I love that. Yeah. That, that's cool. It's like almost like a name, name tag. Yeah. Hello, my name yeah. is Michael. Like... I make it really big so I don't have to use my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So sometimes really big letters pop up. And yeah. It's like, thank you. Yep. Like I know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always... um ask them when I'm driving, hey, can you give me, trying to make a left off of our street right now Mm -hmm. with all the construction is next to impossible. So I was like, hey, can you part the seas for me, please? Yeah. And I did like, well, my daughter was, and she had just started college Mm -hmm. and she had come home and she was going to pick up my other daughter. And I always told them, don't take this way to the high school Mm -hmm. because you have to make a left on route 20 and it's yeah. 55 miles an hour, and yeah. I you getting hit. There's no traffic light or anything, so yeah. take the long way and keep making right turns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that day, my daughter didn't do it, and my daughter Maria. And so she saw the one car, and there was a car like slightly, like a couple inches mm. mm-hmm. next to it, but she didn't see that one. Oh, it was in the blind spot, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she turned left. The lady had no time to stop. She was in a big Buick. My daughter was in a little Chevy Cobalt. Yeah and T-boned her. Oh my gosh. And like the middle console was twisted, all the door handles popped off, the floor was buckled underneath the car, uh-huh. and all she had was, she had a little bit of a concussion. You know, she had yeah. the headache and everything, a little cut on her elbow and we, you know, took wow. her to the hospital and everything and checked her out. But the lady was all shook up. She says, I thought it killed her. Yeah. And, and so she probably saw my daughter's face, you know, right before you hit. Yeah. And so I had called on the Blessed Mother to surround her because I just had a feeling. Yeah, you know how you just have mm-hmm. that feeling, and yeah. I didn't understand. And I really believe that the Blessed Mother saved her that day because six months prior to that, my husband worked with a lady whose daughter was 16. Mm-hmm. Same road, turned left onto 20, yeah. and she got T-boned and had a lot of head injuries and everything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So we were very lucky. Wow. I mean, even the guy at the body shop, the car was a mess, and he says you really need to watch her for a couple weeks, Yeah, make sure she's okay. So I do believe in divine intervention. Oh yeah. And I'll tell you, working with all these light beings is just awesome, so give it a try.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We all
1: have the ability.
0: Yeah, we really do.
1: Nobody is more special than the other. We just have to find our gift
0: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, so if anybody wants a session where can
1: they find you okay I am located inside the hippie butterfly it's a log cabin that is um, on the corner of burgreen and route 72 or highway 72 I should say it's 30030 highway 72 West in Madison Alabama and the store phone is two five six three two five one nine zero eight. And when they answer it, they'll be answering it Hippie Butterfly, Home of Practical Magic. But I'm also in there. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, not just Julie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you need an appointment or else you can contact me at angelicenergies at yahoo.com. That's angelic light energies at yahoo.com I forgot to put the light in there the first time around so angelic light energies at yahoo.com
0: and I'll put all the contact information um, oh, down in good. the description of the episode so okay um, if anybody is uh, interested in um, contact- contacting uh, Carolyn for a session um, as always everything will be um, down in the description below mm-hmm. where they can
1: find you and you can do it if you don't not from around here we can do it by phone mm-hmm. or video video call
0: Cool. okay Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, I love to ask this question. I ask everybody that I Mm -hmm. interview. Um, We love books on this podcast. Pretty much every episode, I reference a book. Um, So, if you could recommend a book to somebody who is kind of new to uh, spirituality or to angels or angel work or Reiki or whatever, um, what would be the book that you would recommend?
1: Well, if you're looking for healing and stuff, I found the book on quantum touch. Okay. I can't remember which one it was. It was it would be the latest one probably, mm-hmm. but if you read first or second book, he has like mm-hmm. Richard Gordon is his name. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of helped get me started and yeah. same with the emotion code. Mm-hmm. Emotion code, I had the videos or something. Mm-hmm. I watched the guy and it was that was the first time I was doing muscle testing and everything. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this really works. Yeah. I was, you know, I, my family was my guinea pigs. My sister, <laughs> my sister, my brothers, and, you know. Yeah. Nieces, nephews, they've all been my guinea pigs. And um, I I just love doing this.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for taking time out of your day to come talk to us. You know, me and Hannah love you and the rest <laughs> of the ladies at um, at the Hippie Butterfly. So I'm really glad that we got to take a chance to talk to you today. It was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. So that's it for this episode. Thank you uh, so much for listening, everyone. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.